Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about listening. What'd you say? Listening. Oh, yes. <laughs> what comes to mind when you hear that word? Man. Hearing that word. Yeah, if I'm hearing. Um, uh, tra- transformation for myself around that word. Like that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, how much you didn't listen or care to listen or even know how to listen, if that makes sense. Um, when I was younger and how much now like access listening gives you. Um, so transformation, like just from where I was to where I am now with that skill. So yeah. How about you? Definitely transformation too. Um, I, I didn't realize how much I wasn't listening until I became aware that I wasn't very good at listening, even though I thought I was decent at listening, um, listening in certain ways. Um, and there's so many different kind of almost like types of listening, listening to my own thoughts, listening to my intuition, listening to other people and which one's the most relevant at the time. That's a great point. Like the different facets within listening, right? Yeah. I think a lot of times people kind of automatically go listening to someone else. Right. And then it's like, there's a difference between listening to what they're saying without thinking about what you're going to say, like actually listening and getting them. Um, but yeah, listen, listen to yourself is a whole nother box right there. Right. Right. Yeah. Listening is like, act, you know, the, the term active listening, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really referring to listening to somebody else, right? How well are you really being present with them? But at the same, you know, if, if we're not listening to ourselves first and foremost, then I think it becomes more challenging to listen to somebody else. And like, I, I remember during, you know, my, my corporate days where I'd be having a conversation one-on-one with, with my boss. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm kind of formulating in my mind, like what I'm going to say next, or, you know, the next question that I want to ask. And once my boss is done talking this while he's talking, right. Yeah. And then he's done talking and then we kind of go along and then, then I ask a question. He's like, I just said that. Were you not listening? <laughs> like, oh, oh man, you know, and that's happened multiple times in the past. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why am I not listening? But I'm listening to my own thoughts. Why am I listening to my own thoughts when I, sh- I should be listening to, to him in this conversation, right? Well, yeah, and, and even then, like, I would argue you're not actually listening in that moment to your own thoughts. 
they're speaking in your head. Um, like yeah. elaborate on that. Yeah. Why listening to yourself is like reflective, quiet time, like really getting clear on what's happening. You know, it could be in the moment or something too. But a lot of times that's like that inner listening happens like slowly more so in solitude reflective journaling or whatever the case be yeah where what you described to me is more talking in your own head and listening to someone else which we've all done you know how many times we meet someone and they're telling you their name but you're thinking about saying your name which is kind of hilarious like we know what our name is at this point in our lives um but i also think that's you know, at some way, shape, or form, that's kind of what we observed and what we were taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and even active listening, I've been doing a lot of like um, reading on like sales and relationship selling, right? And even active listening cannot be listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're constantly shaking your head and going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It can be disrupt- disruptive to the other person. Sometimes, if you actually listen to understand and hear versus showcase your active listening, um, there's a lot of degrees, you know, and even reflecting like a lot of things we do in coaching that can be annoying too. Mm -hmm. So, I I think that's why you more so like you really got to get the other person and read their body language and listen to what they want and need. Yeah, I agree. And, and quiet the mind because we're constantly doing this in our mind. We can't turn that off completely. Right. We can silence it, right? Like, oh, I'm, oh yeah, my son Billy is just like that in our mind, right? Yeah. Or I'm going to mention this story or I'm going to ask him or her this question. And to your point, maybe not as obvious as young Tatsu did. We are not listening to an important part of what the person is saying. Mm. Yes. That I think is quieting the mind, I think is at the core of what true listening is. Yet to be able to, well, first and foremost, differentiate what you were saying reflecting and speaking to yourself in your own head and even reflecting are those thoughts is it like a thinking thing or are you just present and noticing the thoughts in your head like reflecting like oh i should have did this or should have that versus okay there's these judgments and opinions that are going on in my head and i'm just kind of letting them pass through Mm -hmm. as opposed to like I, i should do something about this now you know, now that I have these thoughts or whatever, I think that's, uh, something that we can train ourselves to do, but it takes time because there's a lot underneath internally that's going on. That's conjuring up these, these thoughts and, you know, even, even the, the speaking, the speaking voice of wanting to say something wanting to uh express this this agenda or whatever it may be it's like why you know what's this as opposed to just being right 
Yeah. I, I remember like, look, you know, that example that I, you know, at, with work with my boss, former boss, it was like, um, I wanted to ask good questions. Yep. I was curious, genuinely curious about it, but I also wanted to show that I have good questions to ask. Yeah. Right? And that was taking precedence over actually listening to what he was saying mm. in the moment, in, in some yeah. of those instances, you know? I'm like, ah, what, well, what's up with that? You know? And I remember even like on sales calls with a, with a different boss, a different company, going there, talking about what we're going to talk about with, with each of these customers. And okay, here's the, here's the agenda. This is what we're going to talk about, blah, blah, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting there watching the customer and my boss is talking and the customer is completely disinterested to what he has to say. <laughs> um, the customer has also like expressed certain like conditions for purchase or whatever, but the boss is still trying to like, you know, push it, push the agenda. Right now there was like a language barrier and all, but this is more of an intuitive thing that I was noticing. I'm like, dude, this is, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Like in my mind, I'm thinking I'm embarrassed. <laughs> this, this guy just said no and not that or not now. And you're still pushing it down his throat kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like you're not listening, man. <laughs> Totally, man. How many times do we see this in like um, social settings, like bars, clubs, restaurants? We see like, you know, someone picking up another person or trying to like get any, and you can tell like yeah, one yeah. person's not, one party's not interested whatsoever. Aside from a billboard sign saying, I'm not interested, everything else that is showing, I'm interested. And then they just keep going. Yeah. And you're like, this is not going to go on. Um, Bridge. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, right? Because I think listening yes to words and really getting what they're saying is important, but also like body language and, uh, the, the senses within what they're saying, what they're saying, if they're sharing a story, can you feel that person's pain or, or excitement or whatever the thing is? Can you smell the, the scene, if they're using descriptive language around the scent of stuff, right? Like going to a fair, can you smell like the turkey leg and all the rest, right? The popcorn. Um, there's something really cool about someone who's able to do that because it it becomes engaging, number one, to the conversation. And also that person who's sharing is really seen and hurt. You know, I, I remember... Not that long ago, but you know, some point ago, being captain of the unnecessary fixing university, and that was the mode. Like I would just listen to what I could fix. Yeah. But... More ninety five percent of the time, whoever was sharing didn't need to be fixed. Mm. That wasn't the point of why they were sharing. Right. Right. And, and I've used this version of listening with, with Steph and now she'll share the thing. And if she wants my opinion or needs help, she'll then tell me afterwards mm -hmm. or, or she might use it as like a prison. It's like, Hey, I need some help with something. Can I share the background? And then I'd love your opinion. But most of the time she's just sharing to be heard and 
share. Right. And this just happened the other day with one of my kids. He was sharing Jordan, my middle kid, oldest boy, was sharing how he's not, in his mind, he was being very like hard on himself. In, in my mind, he was being hard on himself. I'm not good at basketball, blah, 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 and all these things, right? I immediately went to like, hey, we don't talk like that in the summer. We don't speak negatively. Which you against your like, words. But in it by itself, like, sure, like, that's a great sentiment. But I was fixing his uh, mindset in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, I remember telling Steph, and then she's like, hey, you know what really works with him is you just let him share. And then you say, uh, thanks for sharing, I hear you. And then you could offer ideas if he's open to it. Basically, the same thing I was doing with her, mm -hmm. with him. But in that moment, I had forgotten and I just went right in. And of course that didn't work, right? He was trying to hear that. Um, I think he was just sharing. Mm -hmm. and wanted to be heard and understood and was open to probably something later, but we do this all the time. And even though I have a lot of training and listening, I'll get it, I'll get it wrong. Yeah, every, every situation is different and that makes us react to respond in a certain way and it's so dynamic too and you know at, at, at a fundamental level we're all i'm i'm generalizing all for the most part conditioned in a way to fix conditioned in a way to be logical so logic will fix we want to fix at least men in general too <laughs> it's like all right let's move on let's keep moving What's the problem? All right, let's go. Wheels flat. All right, let's fix it. Let's move. Keep keep on our way. As yeah. opposed to how do you feel about the the wheel being flat? What do you really need? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be really cool to see a world where people actually like were open to listening. And you still might get there, right? Like in the wheel example, yeah, we still probably need to get it fixed. So whether we're fixing it or we're calling someone to fix it, like probably going to be the end result, but can we take a few minutes and to check in? Probably. I don't think that hurts in long-term. Right. It can really help in the short term. Right. Yeah. Especially situationally. It's just, we, like everybody has their own process and everybody has their own needs and the way we do it it may work for us and therefore it should work for other people too <laughs> so he's like i'm gonna push this on other people and he's gonna keep keep going because it's gonna impact me too and if no one's gonna do anything about it i'm gonna do something about it there's like a very egoic thing to kind of push the agenda on, on based on what we think is best um and yes we probably put a lot of thought into it you know a lot of effort into how we think and how we see the world and uh we feel comfortable with it and if our relationships relationships are are overall in a good place then oh it's working yeah. so if it works for myself and it works for the people around me then it must work for people like another la layer out 
and then on and on until until we hit some you know we get to a point where it's like it doesn't work anymore or it doesn't work for this particular person or in this particular situation then it's like okay can can i be mindful enough to remind myself of how to listen again Mm. yeah what do you what do you think is behind the need to fix versus simply listening For me, it's bringing value, bringing my value. If fixing something is going to add value to the situation, then I want to keep keep fixing. And also, if in, unless I fix this thing, then something else won't happen. Mm. And therefore, I have failed or I let people down. Therefore, I'm not worthy. I think at the core, it comes down to some sort of fear around not getting something done or um, not being able to um, be of value. I think for me, that's at least for me. What about you? Yeah, I definitely resonate with the value, right? If you fix something, you're valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you help somebody. I also think it might be looped into some kind of time scarcity. Like, you know, I got time to hear the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. That's a good point. It also even looped into if I don't have, like, if I don't have the capacity to be patient, which could be a time scarcity, but also whatever this person, if this person's coming at me with, with emotion, or being there with within their emotion, and I don't have the capacity to hold that, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm uncomfortable with emotions. For example, then it's like, oh, I want to get, I want to fix this thing and just move on, and everyone be happy again, and let's go, so that I have to deal with that emotion, right? Well, sure, we probably label that not we, but some people might label that as messy, too. Yeah, some people like mean and simple and to the point, and. Yeah, I mean, emotions can be messy. And again, that's more scarcity of capacity, right? Um, and and that's fine. Like, you might not. And you could totally say that. Yeah. You know, again, this is not all like, a, you need to be all the better listeners. Like, no, you be great listeners. Um, we're not saying you got to do it one way or the other. But yeah, I think there's, if you really unravel why we fix or why we don't necessarily have the patience to fully listen, it's about us. And if we're really looking at how we can best serve others, um, we would be listening or at minimum, we would be asking that question, how can we best serve you in this moment? Right? Yeah. Just like, even if there was some, I remember work situations where I would be talking to someone and they're like, well, I said what I needed to say. They just weren't listening or I put it in my email. It's in the email and I, and I, and I put everybody on CC. It's, you know, like I did what I needed to do, but like that's, that's not, that's not. That's not it, you know? 
It's like, they, like, what did they need? They didn't need for you to just throw them on an email and just write this big old email and just, and you know, how was it conveyed? As well, it's like, well, like, did you follow up? Did you make sure that everybody understood what's going on? No. Okay. Or to what extent? You know. I think um, there's a there's a lot that goes and it's tied to whether even even the the the, the judgment of what's a good listener. He's a good listener, or she's a good listener, or he's not a good listener. Those are all judgments too, right? Based on everyone's own personal standards. And what they need, like how they would define a good listener. Right. Right. If it's like a surface level type of listening and they're good with relationships that are surface level, that works. Yeah. So. So someone... Is, is listening to this podcast, pun intended. <laughs> um, and they want to step up their own listening game. They want to improve. They want to grow. They want to be a better listener. They want to serve other people. What's something they should take on in a practical way? I love the, the saying, I don't know who said it or who originally said it, but seek to understand first. And so asking one more question, very simple. When you, when you feel the urge to jump in and give your recommendations or your solution to something or your feedback on something, ask one more question uh, to understand better before you jump in as a practice. Thanks. How about you? I like that one. I'd put in parentheses for yours, seek to understand in parentheses without judgment. Yes. Because you could seek to understand with a lot of judgment thrown at that and it might not go so well. Right. That's a whole different practice too. <laughs> judgment part. Yeah, I mean, I, I think speaking less, you know, mm -hmm. Personality type, like some people might listen, might not need to speak any less. They they are good listen, listeners. They don't speak a lot within conversations. They're already doing this, but for the folks who speak a lot, especially when someone's talking, speak less and wait. You know, um, I once had a client where I would count to ten before I asked a question. And right around seven or and eight, they would start speaking more. So seven or eight seconds is kind of like a long, awkward pause for most people. Mm -hmm. But that's just how long it took them to process information and keep speaking. Right. So if we make more space, speak less, it gives people time to think and and really flush things out. Right. Yeah. I love that. And the judgmental part that you brought up also, the less judgment that they feel, the more they will be open to share too. 100%. And that's kind of, there's a nuance to people feeling if you're being, if you're judging or not. Right. But yeah. Nuance or obvious somewhere in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. 
I love it. Cool. Where, cool. where can the peeps find us, Tatsu? You can find us on all of the major streaming platforms for this podcast, all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Check us out on, uh, well, check Jeff out on jeffmillercoaching.com. Please continue to like, share, follow, send us your comments, send us feedback, any new topics. Uh, we love them. We, we, we love it all. And, and please keep it coming. And uh, see you on the next one, brother. You got it. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share. And we'll see you on the next one.